today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, we're counting down the days to the new year and looking ahead to 2020. Which wrestlers are the ones to watch in the coming year? We'll let you know. Yeah, we sure will. What day is it? It's uh, it's like tomorrow's New Year's Eve. Did I miss I missed Christmas? You sure did. Oh my goodness. UPS, huh? All one big blur. All right, we'll get into it. Plus, your promo about nothing and so much more. But first, tell them, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 192, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crock and I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast currently on an extended hiatus from the ring and joining me as always is a veteran of the new england independent mat wars he is a contracted once again ring of honor wrestler mr inside edition one half of the bouncers the brawler brian malonis once again i never even became a free agent mike i know i'm still in my original deal for another couple days here what a dumb move (laughs) why (laughs) get out there negotiate i did you're not supposed to well, you're under contract. Are you putting that out there right now? You want me to no, delete this? I negotiated this? with Ring of Honor. Oh, that's it? You didn't even put feelers, huh? Feelers? <laughs> what do you know about feelers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I really know very little, actually. Also joining us, returning here, is the owner-operator, head trainer of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, the owner-operator, promoter, booker, main event wrestler for Chaotic Wrestling, the permanent host now the wrestling podcast about not thinking firebrand brian fury welcome back it's a big puffy jacket you have on there michael that's not big and puffy it's, it's kind of <laughs> Gore-Tex. <laughs> it's uh, one of my 12 jackets i now own i got two jackets for christmas remember when this guy didn't like refuse to wear winter jackets uh-huh. just had that ratty hooded sweatshirt <laughs> that he probably had for like 14 years and and then he, you know, would rag on people for having win. And basically, you know, just and I don't know. I'm assuming our listeners, especially longtime ones, have picked up on this now. If Michael isn't involved in something, doesn't watch something, doesn't like something, anybody who who has it involved with it likes it is a dummy, and he'll make fun of them for it <laughs> until Fact. until said time. Michael then becomes one of the in crowd, we'll say, in which case he becomes a big defender of it. Oh yeah, I'm a new man. Brian Malonis. No, you're the same man. Oh. <laughs> with, with, with more jackets. Yes. <laughs> this man hated winter jackets, and this is also the same man where if we're recording at a house, I can't have a, a fan on three rooms away, but he can wear this jacket that swish, swish, swishes every time he moves <laughs> one bit. How's that not messing up with the sound on the podcast? Oh, sounds, by the, by the way, George like Costanza with the, with the on-sale suit that makes the whooshing sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this here- jacket, by the way, is very also very George Costanza like <laughs> <laughs> from the dinner party episode where where George knocks over all the all the wine in the liquor store in Saddam Hussein, <laughs> double parks Kramer and George. Or oh, I thought it was selling Rushdie, or is that not so? That's a different thing. That's a different. Okay, Come that's on, a different you, one. You disgust me. He he was in the sauna. He was in <laughs> what, the sauna. What, you don't watch he doesn't watch Seinfeld anymore either. <laughs> he gave up watching wrestling. Well, I don't have Hulu, uh, as we talked about before. Probably we went don't on have the cable air. either. 
nobody let you borrow their login for that? No. It's true. <laughs> Dirt bag. So uh, I trust everyone had a Merry Christmas out there listening and in here at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. Everybody in here did have a good Christmas. You got your, your rock I'm a connoisseur of, connoisseur of track suits and, and workout things. And yes, this is a, the new one that I got this year for Christmas. Super comfortable. With the Brahma Bull prominently displayed. Yes. Something wrong with it? No, just saying. No, Mike doesn't have it, so it's you know, so it's, <laughs> you know, it's garbage until he gets one, and then it's the greatest thing on earth. How are you doing? How'd you do on Christmas? Oh, I do. You do? You did? <laughs> yeah, it was great. I mean, Christmas is really about all about the kiddies and seeing their excitement and things like that. And uh, between Christmas Eve and uh, Christmas Day, I probably had a rack of beer or so. And oh boy, lots of good eats and goodies and treats and. I was fat, happy, and drunk for <laughs> for like two days. So, uh, New Year, Brian. New Year, new meat, baby. Exactly. Exactly. That's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, Brian Fury, it's good to have you back. And last week on the podcast where we did uh, Festivus, we did the airing of grievances. Did I call in that episode? Yes, you did. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> you did. Yeah, you, you were quite in days. You sounded very... Uh, Drunk? No, no, you didn't start drunk. I, I, I was heading into work, if I remember correctly, and yeah, I was just uh, half asleep. Yeah, of course. Uh, there's like a four week period where I'm half asleep all the time because work is insane. Well, a lot of people on the podcast ended up coming after you. I'm used to it. <laughs> You're used to it. Yes. Well, first, you had uh, Brian Malonis himself. Rocket <laughs> <laughs> slipped me a twenty. No. <laughs> you, I gotta tell. I gotta tell a believable lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your his grievance with you was that you you don't book the brawler Brian Malonis on chaotic wrestling events. True, true. true. It, well, it's, <laughs> it is true. I, I can't deny it. Yes, it's hard. Like we're going through a thing where we want people to be able to be there for three or four shows at a time, so we can do some sort of storyline thing. I would rather not just bring him in like once in a while and either have him just kill somebody or put over like a guy that's on the roster. Like I feel like that's not a good use of him. And he's a very busy man. You hear him put his dates out in the end of every episode. He's a busy man. It's hard to get him for two or three shows in a row. There is a, there is a guy, by the way, who <laughs> I think he's a chaotic wrestling fan who every time I see him at other shows and then also on social media has called out the fact of like however many matches he's seen of mine and has never seen me. Win a match. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, I guess, huh? I'm in that role now. That's you? Yeah, I, I show up once every like four or five months to put over a talent to help bring that guy up. It's only one broken down guy on the show, Brian Malonis. <laughs> <laughs> only one broken down Brian Michael yes. on the show. <laughs> All right, and then uh, I came after you for your bio. Do we have that ready in to go for, to put on the WPAN.com? It's in, it's in pencil at home, not in pen yet. I gotta, we got to... Finish that up. New year, new us. Don't worry. Yeah. Real resolution, less excuses about the bio. (laughs) He'll have less excuses about the bio when you have less excuses of why you have like a half hour window a week to record. I've recorded for like an hour (laughs) usually, right? (laughs) At least. And uh, Julian Starr. Yeah. On the podcast. Also. Big surprise. Julian Starr against the grain on something. (laughs) Decided to uh, come after you talking about how you talk about there's a boom period currently and he says... There is no boom period. Of course he says there's no boom. He doesn't watch wrestling. He doesn't do anything. He sits at home all the time complaining about work. That's what he does. I see, I see his <laughs> girlfriend posting a lot of uh, a lot of pictures of him with Snapchat filters. Ooh. I see that. That's oh, yeah. Some dog ears, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that weird squishy face, big teeth one. He did He talk about like my complaint about MMA, and it wasn't about the MMA characters. It was about the MMA 
fighters, how every person now knows every single discipline. When I liked it before, when like you get a karate guy versus like a sumo guy or things along those lines, like I liked it more when people, this guy's a stand-up guy, this guy was a ground fighter, like it was, they were different. And he said like, oh, there's no characters in wrestling and whatever else, like if he named me his top five favorite wrestlers, it'd be like Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, three guys. They're just guys. They're not like a fucking garbage man or all these gimmicks that he likes to talk about. They're just three guys that are wrestlers. And those are the guys that influence the wrestlers today. So he can complain and cry all he wants. Wrestling and I was a product of what he grew up watching. Well, I think his point was it, it does translate over to the wrestling as well because a guy like Ricochet and a guy like Keith Lee, I mean, they share a guy like, you know, he's Keith Lee, over 300 pounds. And Ricochet, you know, 100 whatever pounds, they share moves in common now. They, they both do similar things, dives to the outside and stuff like that. So everyone can do everyone's moves is right. what I'm saying. Yeah, because Vader never did moonsaults and, <laughs> and big things that people 20, 30 years ago, yeah. I, I will say my one problem with, uh, you know, wrestling today is is the moveset stuff of like, I, I don't understand the, the standard indie moveset, spinning elbow, pump kick, cutter. What else might I a super kick? Right. I mean, Everybody. Every guy. So I, I, I guess I don't understand in a, in a business where uniqueness has always been celebrated why guys look like, hey, those same five moves that literally every guy, uh, Canadian Destroyer, another one <laughs> on the indies does, I'm, I'm going to do that exact same move set the exact same way as every one of these guys. But that's like how like not special those moves are now. Those Those moves to me are the DDT... And, you know, Mitch Noku driver of 10, 15 years ago, like where everybody were doing those types of things. It's not like those moves just become, all right, you see them all the time. So, all right. But there's always been moves like that throughout the history of professional wrestling. The pump just, kick is the one that kills me. Oh, yeah. You get like five, seven guys doing, you know, no, I mean, JT Dunn's a great fucking wrestler, but I've wrestled him a million times. Every time he calls pump kick to me, I'm like, you're five, eight. <laughs> you know, not just him. I think Christian does it, and I think all these guys, all these little guys, are like to me, like pump kick is like fucking test. You know, like six ten. Like I wouldn't do a pump kick because I'm because you couldn't. Two. No, because I'm six two. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> um, so also, uh, Brian Fury, in your rebuttal from last week's podcast, I'm giving you a little equal time, if you will. Julian's partner on Truth, Justice, and the New England Pro Wrestling Away, the Miser podcast. Miserable old goat himself. Tarzan Taylor, Matt Spectro, talked about how basically you're riding me and Brian Malonis' coattails. You are the toilet paper on the bottom of our shoe, as he puts it. You have toilet paper on your shoe? Yeah, apparently. Wow. So what do you have to say about that? I am... The accoutrement on this podcast. <laughs> I'm the, the added flavor, the, the little dessert at the end, you know? I think you guys did a great job. Uh, you know, all these 170-something episodes before it came on officially. And I think now we're just, we're heading into the new year. We got we got big things coming, right? Big things coming. Big things. I, I was, you missed the easy opportunity to go back at Tarzan here, though. <laughs> the, 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 whole, the whole gimmick of the truth, justice, and the New England indie way, or whatever the name of the podcast is, but... They're going to get to the truth. There are no punches pulled, this and that. And Tarzan is the biggest fucking politician <laughs> I've ever heard on a pro wrestling podcast. Yeah. Speaking of riding coattails, <laughs> Won't. A, a New England-based wrestling podcast. <laughs> uh, Where'd they get that idea? Won't say a controversial <laughs> thing about anybody. But I, I like, you know, Tarzan's the one who's kind of like, Ooh, and then Julian's kind of stepping over the line. So I kind of like the, the two of them together. 
I, I mean, I don't know. You, you, you brand yourself. Uh, it, it's marketing. It's, it's market confusion. Oh, Brian. Are Wallace. there any other rebuttals that I need to do? I think that's everybody that came after what you last about, week. What? There's one rebuttal that needs to be done, yeah. though. Oh, I see. Here. Oh, oh, I do have this on here. The, an, an offer. <laughs> you, you know where we're getting that right away. Yeah, there, there's All an right. offer that came in. I mean, are we going to do this publicly on the podcast? Are we gonna, well, you know, he aired it publicly. Business, I guess we have to. meeting right here on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike Mills last week uh, made a shocking announcement, I guess, that he had made an offer to me. He's like the Godfather. He did. An offer that apparently I <laughs> you could refuse. <laughs> Where he talked about how he wanted to share our podcast on his feed, which definitely gets uh, a lot more traffic than ours, and he's done very well with himself. Uh, big podcast. Right. E- easy answer, right? We'd love to. Thank you very much for that opportunity. We appreciate it. When can we start? That's what you said, right? <laughs> mm. I said, no. See, what happened was he, he brought it up casually <laughs> in the midst of a conversation. As I said last week, if you want to make an offer, make an offer. Don't just throw this out here you're, all willy-nilly. You're CM Punk, and uh, he's Cody Rhodes. Yes, right? that was the uh, comparison I made last week, yes. And so I was just like, yeah, yeah, right. And so now he comes. Uh, he's probably just fishing to get something to say on his grievance for the podcast, and uh, <laughs> I guess he hit the uh, mother load. Well, maybe we need to have a conference call, the four of us. The four of us? Yeah, a little conference call. He uh, did respond. He did follow up in a tweet where he said, uh, okay, there's a minor technicality on my offer. I did say kill the WPAN feed, but that was just a minor slip. So keep the feed going for old shows and put the new shows going forward on the uh, Book in the Territory feed. Also, he says, all that said, that doesn't change Crockett being so sheepish and scared. So let me ask the real movers and shakers of the WPAN, <laughs> what do you say, Brian Malonis, Brian Fury? I'm the, well, I'm the CEO. Brian's the COO. You're the administrative assistant of the, <laughs> <laughs> the wrestling podcast. The lowly editor. The janitor. <laughs> yeah. I mean... We don't have to make a decision right now, but I think it's... Uh, Mike, we're going to have a business meeting on it. We're taking it under advisement, and we're strongly considering. I think it's definitely something that needs to be discussed before you just shut it down without even bringing it up to us. I think it would just be swept under the rug, and we'd never find out. (laughs) Especially with your worry of, uh, you know, you don't want to be criticized. You know, you certainly love when people criticize me on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) We made a whole segment out of it, didn't we? You did. Uh, all right, so I guess we'll get back to you in the new year, right? This is this week between Christmas and New Year's. Not a lot administratively gets done in workplaces, right? Yeah, the stagnant ones, but the ones that want to grow and move, they're working in these days in between. You're working on the holidays, too. You got to do what you got to do to make it in this world. We're working here this week on the podcast. He didn't want to hear negative feedback. If that's not a referee's mindset, I don't know what is. <laughs> well, you know, ner- Mike's a nervous Nelly over here. He's a, you know, very very timid fella. I did notice that he he sounded great even on a phone call. That was some nice equipment that he very, had there. <laughs> very clean, yeah, very clean. Uh, all right, we'll get back to you, Mike Mills. We're we're gonna have a special meeting here. We're here at the New England Wrestling Academy. We'll close the door. The I mean, WPAN Studios. Yes, we're basically the WPAN Studios <laughs> at this point, and we'll uh we'll we'll hash it out right here, and we'll get back to you right in 2020. Yeah. Okay. BrianMalonis.com. <laughs> That's yeah. your website. Yes. You uh in dire need of cash after you just <laughs> purchased a home. Purchased a home, Christmas. Yes. But, you know, I I do have that lucrative new 
New deal I signed, Mike. So I do know that. Multi million dollars, no doubt. Wow. <laughs> All right. So BrianLotus.com is where you go for the t shirts, for the kingpin, yeah. for the brawler, yeah. for the bouncers, yes. actually. Yes. And for the WPA and curtain jerker shirt yes. as well. So I have some I have some new gear being designed that will uh probably have some t shirt tie ins as well. Oh. Coming up here. So uh, keep your eyes peeled, but uh, go and uh, pick up what's there now. At BrianMalonis.com. Yeah, and also, if you're so inclined, go to the uh, ROH Pro Shop and uh, pick up a bouncer shirt there, too. All right. So <laughs> take a look at that and uh, take a look at our website, the WPAN.com. That is the WPAN.com, our hub, our home base, the official website of the wrestling podcast about nothing, where we have two out of three bios. Yeah, if you, and if you don't feel like just typing in the WPAN.com, search some weird, oddly specific porn thing that <laughs> loosely alludes to somebody in MMA and you'll probably get to us too. Yeah, we can uh, take a look at those probably within the next couple of weeks. There's a whole new truckload of weird search terms. But uh, the WPAN.com, that's where you can find the ways to subscribe to the Wrestling Podcast about nothing, all the various podcast platforms including Spotify and you can find the social media links there. We are basically at the WPAN on all social media platforms so uh, follow us and interact and you got your photos there, you got your uh, bios of course. Stop giving me evil looks. Let's get it done. Fine. All right, we can get photos done, too. You couldn't just write a simple bio for me? Like, you don't know my whole career. You haven't studied it forever. Photos? When are we going to do photos together? We can barely get together to record the podcast. When are we going to do a photo shoot? I'll probably do a selfie after the show. <laughs> okay, go to the WPAN.com for everything about the wrestling podcast about nothing. Guys, ones to watch in 2020. We did this last year. You, you and me, Brian Malonis. We did the ones to watch in 2019. That was episode 141 of the wrestling podcast about nothing. If you want to go back and listen to that, I want to look back and see how we were as prognosticators. Oh, you uh, you wrote down mine too? Yes, I did. Wow. All right. So we're going to find out how actually we did in predicting who would be big in 2019. Starting with me, my first pick was Hanson. Well, at this time, he had just uh, competed in war games for NXT. And, uh, of course, you know, he's done great since then. Brian, you predicted that he was a big deal in NXT. He'd be a really big deal on the main roster, you said, which I think bared out, right? I don't think they've been defeated yet on the main roster on Raw. Uh, they, they, they have. just lost, like, last week yeah. or the week before. But they are the Raw Tag Team Champions. Well, yeah. See, so they're champions, right? Guys, up to date on this product, especially with his friends. <laughs> what a piece of trash. So he is now Ivar, of course, of the uh, Viking Raiders. You got that wrong. You didn't predict that, Mike. No, <laughs> I don't think anyone could have predicted that. <laughs> so uh, I think uh, that's a win. Yeah, that's a big that's a big W for you. And Malonis, your first pick was Flip Gordon. You said he had a big year in 2018, he'd have an even bigger 2019, and your bull prediction was that Flip would wrestle for the ROH World Championship on pay-per-view in 2019. Yeah, that that one didn't pan out, but part of that is because Flip got got injured. Uh, Injuries. Yeah, but still I think I think uh I think that's a still a W because I mean he joined Villain Enterprises, he's reinvented himself a bit, and I still think Flip at some point will be a main event guy in Ring of Honor, for sure. Anthony Green was my next pick. And I said, uh, well, at this point, he had had a dark match for ROH. And my bull prediction was he would be appearing regularly on TV 
at some point in 2019, which technically did not happen. I think, I mean, I'm, I was saying basically he would be signed somewhere, and he did get signed somewhere in 2019. He did appear on the award-winning WWE Network. That is true. That is true. First independent wrestling match to be uh, ever broadcast live on WWE Network. Yeah, I don't think anyone could have predicted that, but that did happen. So he was on TV in some form or fashion, but I said he would be on TV. He wasn't on TV per se regularly in 2019, but he did get signed with Evolve. So that was uh, big for Anthony Green. And yeah, you actually, Malone did say that some company would sign Anthony Green in 2019. So I guess I would give the win to you there. We. we Going against each other in this? I guess. You guys keeping score? <laughs> yeah. Keeping score. I thought we were just saying if we hit a hit on these people or not. I guess we we hit on them, yeah. right? Malonis, you also said Christian Casanova. Uh, you said his problem was that he hadn't branched out. And in 2019, I think he did branch out a bit. We actually talked to him on the podcast where he admitted that his problem was he didn't branch out. And you predicted uh, Malonis, and he kind of backed that up in the interview we did with him, the fact that... He didn't want to branch out until he felt he was 100% ready. He didn't want to to go there not as a finished product. He wanted to put himself out there when he felt he was a finished product. Basically, the, the Killanova Inc. thing has done very well for him, and he, is, he hasn't branched out like he should have, I he think, He just in won Tournament for Tomorrow at Beyond Wrestling. Oh, he won? Yes, it just happened. First, yeah, last week. I watched, last I watched the match last night between him and Richard Holiday. Excellent yeah. match. You, would you say this is a win, then? Uh, I mean, yes and no, because I think he's somebody who could, you could probably put on the list again this year, and it still would not be inaccurate. Um, but I wouldn't say he had a bad year. Yeah, he was a guy on my list, but I wasn't sure if you guys had said him last year or not, so I didn't like officially. Okay, like, could, but it's like, yeah, I mean, this year if you wanted to. So, it, you know, he had that one match revolved, that one match Ring of Honor. It's like finally starting to break out, and I think 2020 will be a big year for Christian Casanova. All right, this is the year he has to do it. Mark him down on my list. Uh, okay, I'll a little put him, early, but yeah, I'll put him down your He's list. He's on there. I also said uh, one of my big predictions for 2019 was David Arquette would be one to watch because at this time <laughs> last year he was all over the independents. Uh, Malonis, your bold prediction was you're going to see David Arquette versus Brian Malonis on a show in 2019. Did not happen. Did not happen, and we both said that we would see David Arquette in a match on WWE TV or pay-per-view in Did 2019. Not Did not happen. So I guess that is a... Uh, first L. First L for us. I don't know what happened. I think I did see something that he was filming. I don't know. When you were around with him... No, he's a goddamn millionaire movie star. That's what happened. Like, okay, I've done this for a bit. I'm done with it. Maybe his match with Nick Gage, kind of. <laughs> yeah, this was just after that had happened. Oh, okay. I, I didn't remember when... I, you know, timelines are so weird, but I yeah. thought that was sometime this year. No, it was last year. And uh, yeah, maybe that kind of soured him a little bit. Was he... Did, did he have a video crew with him when you were uh, on a show with him, Brian Malonis? No. No, because I did see that he is putting out some kind of documentary about his independent wrestling career. Yeah, I think the whole thing about it was him trying to raise money, for, and I forget what the cause was, but I don't think he took like actual paydays. I think he just had promoters make donations or, or something along that, and he was trying to raise awareness or money for something, I think is the whole deal with his indie run. Is it over, or he just kind of disappeared? I haven't heard anything about him in a while. He's popped up like sporadically here and there, but uh, but yeah, I, I think it's largely done. I think except for 
rare appearance now. Do you do one of those things on WWE backstage where he did like a promo or they they bring in celebrities on to do some segment? I have no clue. <laughs> I've not watched one episode of that show. Well, all right. Not a clue. Moving on, uh, Malonis, you said Dominic Dijakovic. He had just debuted on WWE NXT TV when we recorded last year, and you said you predicted a big year, and I think we would all say that that was uh, a correct prediction. He's had some big matches, some very featured prominent spots, including a main event uh, in a ladder match against Adam Cole and NXT TV. Of course, now NXT has gone on to cable, so more people seeing him, I think... uh, that would be a big W for Brian Malonis, right, Fury? Uh, 100%. I think he still has bigger things to come for him this year, but I think uh, he really broke out of where he was for his first couple of years at NXT, and I think um, this year was a, was a good stepping stone into him becoming like a mainstream type of guy. Is he still miserable, Fury, though? You talk to him. I don't, He's always I don't talk miserable. To him. I, say, I, don't, I don't talk to him all that much. But. Yeah. I was here for the uh, the Christmas party here at the school. Is and he grumpy? He came in. He was very, very... Uh, mellow and yeah he's always been like a quiet guy he was at the christmas party at the house too but i think you'd already left crockett no yeah i took off early oh boy <laughs> shows up to you wasn't late leaves your christmas party early yeah he was there for the uh tr- for, for the, the triple e pizza yeah he was well yeah at, at the house he was there for the treats and the presents as soon as the presents were over all right Ryan, let's go we gotta pack up and get out of here <laughs> we got our shit let's go <laughs> <laughs> i got my socks let's leave <laughs> so uh yeah i mean die jack big year for him i would say uh probably in going into 2020 he's done very well he's debuted on wwe main roster i don't know if it's main roster anymore considered but he's been on raw uh he did a match last week on nxt which was taped uh, i think in the smackdown, the SmackDown arena yep. so he's he's been around he's doing his thing and uh, i would say continued success to dominic dijakovic uh i also said roman reigns because at this time he had uh, been off tv with the, the leukemia scare. I said he would return and be the biggest babyface ever. Which, I mean, he returned to big <laughs> babyface reactions. But oh, what has happened? Did he get injured or something? Roman Reigns? I haven't heard really much about him. <laughs> Can you He's fill me Smackdown. in, guys? He's on SmackDown every single week. <laughs> is he? Big feud with King Corbin right now. Yeah. Well, the thing about him, though, is that he's really been supplanted as the main guy with uh, Seth Rollins, I think, at this point, right? Well, there are two separate main guys on the two separate shows now. Okay, who's the main guy on SmackDown? I think Him! Is, I think this is a matter of, too, like sometimes you got to bring somebody down a little bit to bring to bring them back up. He main evented, what, four or five straight WrestleManias? Like, yeah, 100%. Give people that little that little break. I, I, I would bet Roman Reigns is going to be in the main event of WrestleMania this year. If The Fiend keeps the title long enough, that they're going to come back around to do Fiend versus Roman Reigns. Right now, he's still doing stuff with Daniel Bryan and Miz and a bunch of other people, and yeah. So you're saying it's a big win for me when I predicted last year he'd uh, be back. And well, he'd... I think it's a big win, the fact that he came back from leukemia. I think yeah. that's so. All right, well, thank you. Oh, jeez. I'll take credit for that. You, no, you shouldn't get any credit because you don't even know if your damn prediction came true because <laughs> you didn't watch a second of it. All right, and finally, Malonis. You bold pre- prediction there, by the way. Roman Reigns. Here's a bold prediction. Michael will, won't watch wrestling again in 2020. <laughs> uh, Brian Malonis, your final prediction, uh, your final ones to watch in 2019 were the bouncers. Did I really do that? Yeah. Wow. Your bold prediction, Brian, was that the bouncers are going to be the ROH World Tag Team Champions in 2019. Yeah, it didn't happen. 
And uh, you I also for the tag titles, though. You did, you did, and I was hoping my prediction was that you would either come into MSG as tag champs or challenge for the titles in the Madison Square Garden. That didn't happen either. Didn't happen either. No. So, would you consider this an L? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that we broke out. I think we had a really good year. I think we're firmly established now in Ring of Honor. Yeah. And in, in the landscape of Ring of Honor, um, where before we kind of felt like, not outsiders, but like, you know, not entrenched. Yeah. Now I feel like we're one of the main players there. So, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a big year for us there. If I didn't think it was going to be a big year for us, I wouldn't have resigned. Right. <laughs> Look, they had that match in fucking Vegas that was, you know, Malone is finally, uh, you know. Red equals green, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Malone is finally got his virgin head, you know. A little bit of red out of there. Yeah, look at that. No <laughs> no scar, baby. Nothing? You know, Nothing. his tag partner had fucking darts thrown into his back. I would not do that. <laughs> I would not either. And I've done a lot of crazy dumb shit. Uh, I, think that was, you know, I think that was a big turning point for them. I don't think, you know, this is me speaking. I don't think Ring of Honor capitalized on what they were able to accomplish in that match and, and move forward. Uh, but I think hopefully that they can kind of turn things around this year and uh, do something going forward in 2020. All right. Well, Big things coming. You're predicting? You're, <laughs> that's your one of your ones to watch? Well, I, no, let's not go that far. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, I think for ones to watch in 2020, I mean, you've both yelled at me about my lack of not i'm gonna recuse myself from having a list of ones to watch in 2020 this fucking oh guy my god up because you just bury, bury up, me anyway up our ass to have lists and he was too late basically the translation guys i was too lazy to put together a list and actually watch any wrestling so i'm not going to participate in this i'm not fully ensconced is that if that's the word in the wrestling scene as the two of you are what you're really saying is you don't even watch anything and you know we'll try to get you some more free subscriptions that would help <laughs> so it's the two of you this year giving us your ones to watch well, at least we know about wrestling in 2020 that's my point <laughs> so brian fury my first one was already up there christian casanova Christian Casanova in 2020, one of your ones to watch. Are you going to boot him in the ass and get him out there? I've been trying to boot him in the ass, get him out there for like three years now. I, I, we, we talked about that when we interviewed him, but I think um, finally with the exposure that he's getting at Beyond Wrestling, um, it's really going to help take him to that next level because once people see him and see what he's capable of, a lot of people are going to want to book him. And Beyond Wrestling... Um, it's a huge platform, a huge promotion. A lot of eyeballs are, are brought on to you. So I think, yeah, 2020 is going to be a great year for him. I think to me, the one thing you just has to get over is you're never going to be fully happy with yourself. So if you're waiting till you're a finished product, you're going to be waiting your entire career and you're never going to put yourself out there because you're never, you're literally never a finished product in wrestling. Like, you know, he's at the point he is right now. If he's still doing this five years from now at a high level, he's going to look back at these matches and cringe. Like, that's just, the way it the way it goes like you're you're never going to be complete you're never going to be finished at some point you just got to put the excuses aside and just go out there and do it and that's not me criticizing him that's just me saying here's a talented guy holding himself back at this point and beyond wrestling do they still have christian casanova with cam club cam no no they nope. don't he just left uh club cam and actually the big thing was like in the finals of the tournament for tomorrow was a former club cam member which was christian against a current club cam member which was holiday and after the match, he ended up bumping Cam and stuff, too. So, Okay. With a big fuck club Cam from him and the crowd. Is Killanova Inc. going to make its way into Beyond Wrestling? Because that's, I think, really 
will help Christian Casanova in terms of his... Christian's a big baby face in band wrestling now. I, I don't believe that's going to happen. They've really? Done it, they've done it some other places. I know they've gone down to like New York. I think I think it was bar wrestling and a couple other places down there. What wrestling and some other places. But I think Christian's starting to break out a little bit on his own. Okay. Because I think the whole Killanova Inc. presentation is something that would really help him to get over. Nobody cares what you think. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> I don't know why I'm interjecting here because I have completely taken myself out of this. Brian, 2020, who's one of your ones to watch? Well, I mean, I, we're, we're on the Killanova theme here, so I'll just kind of stick along with it. And I, I think a Killanova member, a, a Brian Fury trainee, so sorry I'm stealing this from you, but <laughs> I think Royce Bishop. I, I think he's a he's a guy who, um, I mean, to me, this, this could – this is – the year for him to start branching out, breaking out. Um, he, ha- I mean, <laughs> it's not awful, but riding coattails, but he, he's in a group with somebody who has connections and places talking very insider pro wrestling inside baseball here. Sometimes you got to use those connections to help further yourself. Now he's somebody who has the size and, and talent to, to get himself kind of probably wherever he wants to go. Um, he has one thing Christian doesn't have, and that's just physically impressive, size plus he's i mean he has legit like musical skills i think anytime you're somebody in pro wrestling that has some sort of other um skill set yeah i think that that's always something that's very attractive and can make you very unique yeah i talk to him all the time and i tell him he needs to start pushing himself and stop coasting and stop kind of resting on his coattails of all the hard work that he did prior and just kind of being there i'm like you always have to constantly keep pushing yourself keep improving don't forget about a lot of the things that you've done in your past life and don't forget about all these other things that you've worked to improve on and keep improving on them to uh, get yourself to the next level he's really they're really big right now on trying to branch out and stuff they just did something for house of glory and obviously him being a former rapper he's very excited about house of glory now being uh, owned, owned by master p yeah wants to definitely do some more stuff there as well as other places yeah it's just you know, he constantly fights with himself in his head and constantly fights with his body, uh, going up and down in weight and stuff. And I think um, if he can stay on, yeah, 100%, this could be a good year for him. Yeah, I mean, if I'm, if I'm him, I mean, just commit to being a big guy. I don't, And I don't mean getting, like, super fat or anything like that, but uh, I, I think bulk up and don't be afraid to, you know, you don't have to be chiseled because right now in pro wrestling, uh, you live in a day and an age where a guy, I mean, what's he, 6'3", 6'4", yep. you know, 260 pounds? Like, that's a big man in pro wrestling in 2019, 2020. So take advantage of that size. 100%. And we actually talked to Royce Bishop in an episode we did. Actually, it wasn't on the episode. It was you and uh, the two Bryans talking to some of the students here at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. And uh, Royce Bishop, you can go back and check that episode out. I'm trying to find the number, and I don't have it in front of me. Take a listen to what Royce Bishop has to say about himself and his musical background and his own wrestling career. Brian Fury. Yes. Ones to watch in the new year. All right. I'm going to go with the female. Oh, okay. Good. I think she started to show the world what she's capable of uh, on a national scale a little bit towards the end of the year here. But Chris Statlander, she is going to be very, very, very big. Uh, in this upcoming year um, for AEW and whatever other places that she still continues to wrestle at. She is fucking good. She's really good. She's got a different, unique look. Uh, Her body isn't the normal type of 
female wrestling body that you see, and I think um, she's a she's a bigger girl. Friend. I don't mean that like she's like fat or anything like that. Just like she has thick. broad shoulders. She's yeah, built like she's she's like from uh, especially like compared to a lot of the other female wrestlers, just impressive looking standing next to them. One hundred percent. Yeah, she's she, she's built differently. She looks good, amazing in the ring, especially considering how long she's been working or how not long she's been. And she been like working. was not like a wrestling fan or anything either, right? She like, wasn't a huge wrestling fan. Yeah, she didn't really necessarily want to do this full-time either and it was just came pretty natural to her and 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 she did really well and excelled so well that it's kind of like becoming like her thing now yeah trained at uh create a pro which is yep. a very good school kurt hawkins yeah hawkins pat buck oh dan moff helps out there as well um but yeah i mean she's fucking really good and you know she did some work for chaotic wrestling and it was awesome she did a lot of work for beyond wrestling it was great now she's starting to do some stuff at aew and i think she's gonna have a, a very 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 big year next year yeah i mean i think i think for them when aew and they're them trying to build their women's division i mean no offense to anybody else there but i think you know i look at chris statlander and she'd be the one that i would i would build the entire damn division around all right, so Chris Statlander's one to watch in 2020. And by the way, it's episode 165. I was finally able to find uh, which episode Royce Bishop appeared on. That's episode 165 of the Wrestling Podcast. About another, if you want to go and check that one out. Brian Malonis, ones to watch in the new year, 2020. I'll go. I'll go the Ring of Honor route. I'm, I'm assuming you you thought I'd go there at some at Perhaps. some point. And I'll, I'll stick in the vein of uh, Brian Fury here with a with a uh, a female in Ring of Honor. And uh, we talked about Chris Statlander's stature. This girl kind of has the opposite stature of Chris Statlander. And right now, people don't even realize that she's a wrestler because she's a hell of an announcer for Ring of Honor. And that's Quinn McKay. She, um, I think, a lot, I don't even know if a lot of people know she has like TV experience, like as far as like being like a broadcaster. Uh, she was like a news anchor or something so that's why ring of honor just plug and play as far as having her do tv stuff as an announcer but uh she can wrestle she trains at the ring of honor dojo is going to be wrestling more i think in 2020 Uh, and she's somebody who by the end of the year i think is going to be a really big player in the ring of honor uh women's division you know so for her the big shift is going to be from the broadcast booth to the ring and i think i think be one of the top females in ring of honor uh, in 2020 in the ring not just uh in the broadcast booth it's a great thing, too, when you're able to get yourself over in a different way and get people to know you and like you before you go and change and become a professional wrestler. It's like if she were just to come in as, as a wrestler, then it's OK, it's this woman named Quinn who's doing this stuff. But if they get to know you in a different level as an announcer before you do all the wrestling stuff, that's I mean, that's perfect. Yeah, she's an established character before yeah. she ever even has to take a bump exactly i was unaware that she was a wrestler and um you know she's obviously very great in front of the camera um she's great with talking and whatnot so i would like to see uh what she's capable of inside the ring yeah i mean she's really helped take like the ring of honor social media content and and the tv show even to a to a new level uh, with her professionalism and her presentation and uh, she's very charismatic well-spoken that'll just help her once she actually it gets to the actual wrestling point of, of her career, which, again, I think will be this year. All right. That's one that I didn't really expect, but uh, I, I will look out for that. And Brian Fury. Yo. What are you thinking about someone who's going to break out in the new year? Uh, I want to go with somebody that's actually on the main Raw roster. And I think he hasn't really had the opportunity to show what he's fully capable of. But I think they're slowly starting to do that. And that is uh, Alistair Black. I think Alistair Black had a good run in NXT, but I think now on this huge national scale, 
they're slowly building him. I think they're taking their time with him and they're letting him kind of be able to show what he's capable of a little bit of a time, starting to ramp up his competition some, and I think 2020 is going to be a very big year for him. Yeah, he did kind of take a bit of a stutter step once he moved to uh, the main roster, so... I think they've realized that. Yeah, I think so too. I think um, you know now that he's on Raw and under the tutelage of uh, Mr. Paul Heyman, I think that the presentation of him has been a little bit different, and I think him going forward is going to be very, very big. Yeah, I think I think anytime they bring, you know, and, and knowing the people that we know, I think you know Alistair Black um, pretty well, and and you you hear things as far as like sometimes things are just done very spontaneously and yep without a long-term plan so i think that's unfortunately what he was a victim of a little bit of like hey here's this guy what's he looks great let's bring him to the main roster once you're done the initial plan like shit what do we do with this guy now so it happened with the viking raiders too like but then once they figure out and the cream rises to the top as they say the talent will shine through and uh, he is i mean from just just looking at him he's he looks like an action figure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, so he's very different looking. He's very unique. Strikes probably better than anybody on the roster. I mean, he, um, you know, when him and I chatted for a while, he used to help train some couple MMA fighters, a couple UFC fighters, Stefan Struve, like in striking. He's like a striking coach and trainer. Like he's great in like a couple different forms of taekwondo, kickboxing type stuff. Like he's legit. And that translates well to the wrestling world. His strikes and his combinations and stuff are amazing. His finished black mass is awesome. And it's one of those things you can hit on anybody because it's just a strike. Like, it's, I think very big things are going to be happening for him. And he's deceptively pretty big. He's, he's, he's thick. He's got broad shoulders. Uh, I, I think, yeah, 2020 is going to be very big for him. All right. So, Alistair Black, watch out for him in 2020. You ever see him wrestle Mike Crockett? I have in NXT. He's perused. He's, <laughs> he's dabbled. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Brian Malone is another one to watch. Yeah, I mean, th- this one here, uh, it's so when you think of like, when you think of breakouts, I guess this is, probably isn't the traditional because this person has been a main event level player in WWE, but not in the way I think he's going to break out. So last year was the year of like Kofi Kingston in the New Day. This is the year I think that Big E breaks out as a singles star. And I, I don't think there's going to be like a weird heel turn or anything like that. Uh, I would love to see them keep the New Day together and just keep that rolling. But I think Big E is going to have that singles run now. I think he's going to be a guy who in 2020, at the very least, challenges for either the Universal or WWE Championship on pay-per-view and maybe even wins it at some point. So Big E's not going to get all jealous of Kofi Kingston and decide to turn on him and give him the big ending no i think those guys are pretty vocal in the fact that they they want to stay together and they would be it would be a really unique thing in pro wrestling history if they stay together for the remainder of their careers and and they each can have their individual successes at different points but no i think i think as part of the new day just as the the singular guy to step up and be the the singles breakout guy it's his turn yeah he's he's fantastic he's unbelievable Unbelievable. He's a big dude. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> he's, a, he's a very big guy. He's unbelievably charismatic. I think if they really wanted to, there's no reason why they couldn't put him in some, some sort of a singles push. I think WWE sometimes feels like because he's can be goofy or funny that they can't necessarily push him seriously. But I think his body, his body of work, uh, is more than capable of being pushed in a serious role at, at a top, high, very high level. Like I don't know if you know, they have a the new day has a podcast that drops on Mondays. It's very good. 
You should give it a listen. Uh, <laughs> oh, Brian, did you see, by the way, Braun Strowman dancing on SmackDown last night? I didn't. No, he did he dance. He is dancing. <laughs> what do you think of that? That's fine. He's not a fat guy. He's he's jacked. He's not a fat guy. Okay. Well, he's dancing and being goofy. And I think he signed like a million dollar contract, so he's doing all right for himself. <laughs> that was his happy dance, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, if I if I was if I was making that level of money that Braun Strowman's making, I'd. You want me to dance? You want me to eat stuff too? <laughs> <laughs> eat and dance. <laughs> all right. One more round of uh, ones to watch in 2020. Your final one to watch, Brian Fury. This is tough. I have two more people on my list here. One is someone that I've admittedly never seen a match of. Okay. And another one is uh, a student of mine. So which one do you think I should go with? Hmm. I, I, you know, from in a weird way, I'd love to hear the analysis of somebody you've never seen a match of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the person I've never seen a match of is Killer Cross. Okay. Who obviously his name we all know. He did some stuff for Lucha Underground. Did some stuff for Impact Wrestling. Just got his release from Impact Wrestling. There's some weird stuff there. Yeah, you know, it, was, it was a big thing. But I think when you hear so much about a person and a name, and people talk about this person so much, like they're poised to break out some way, shape, or form. Impact's one of those shows that I don't really ever get to watch. Um, my DVR records it every week, and I just don't get a chance to pop it on and watch it. And but I think. From what I hear, we had some good matches with Eddie Edwards, um, a couple other people there as well, a couple main event things. And I think, especially with the landscape of pro wrestling now, there's not any reason why he couldn't go somewhere and break out big time um, with all the buzz and hype that's kind of surrounding him based on him wanting to leave Impact Wrestling. And the amount of times I've heard his name without ever actually seeing him wrestle, that's you know that speaks volumes to somebody like me. And Brian Lonis, your Killer Cross analysis. I've never seen a match of Killer Cross. <laughs> I just hear the what what just what Brian Fury, uh, you know, basically, you know, same. Uh, I've only heard things. Uh, I don't really know him, but uh, sure, there's my analysis. Rumors <laughs> that he's going to sign with someone <laughs> this year. Yeah, I mean, looks like a million bucks. He clearly has talent. Like he's going to be a guy who has a, a a nice cushy job in pro wrestling. And who's the student, Brian Fury? Just get that out there. I think D.L. Hurst. I think finally D.L. Hurst. Um, injuries behind him. He's kind of got his head on a little straight. I don't think like anything humongous, but I think this is the year where he starts to maybe become a regular at Beyond Limitless, some of the bigger independent wrestling places. I think he's going to really start to find himself and figure out who it is and what he is. He's at that level and time frame in wrestling now where you, know, you kind of hit a a level where you start to feel more comfortable and understand who you are. And I think he's just about to get that and realize that. And for some reason, like everywhere he goes, the people really like him. He has a natural rapport with the fans and stuff, and they seem to really get behind him on a regular basis. So I think this is going to be a big year for him. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a guy who I will say when I talk about those guys that they watch indie wrestling and say, I'm going to do that same shit that everybody else does like he comes to mind he has a ton of talent my advice to dl Hurst would be find who you are and be unique stop imitating what other people are doing and find your own niche find your own like what makes you special that that would be my advice to dl Hurst. that's actually not who i thought you were going to pick oh ironically enough interesting uh who are you thinking i was i was thinking you're gonna pick cj cruz who to me of all your students so that, <laughs> that i that i watch all this crop of new guys that you have to me, um, he's the guy. He has like the it factor, and, he, and he's not a big guy. He doesn't have. He's not a body guy, but he just has something about him. He has like that indefinable 
thing <laughs> you know like that, right. that, that thing you can't quite put your finger on um uh, yeah I, th- I think he is uh from a breakout standpoint of your of your students uh he'd be a guy who i'd be really shocked isn't isn't well positioned in in the new england indies to have and maybe maybe he's on the breakout list <laughs> next year when he's we're doing yeah this podcast. cj cruz is oddly like athletic especially when you see him and you see his body type and you don't think and you're like oh, okay and then you see some stuff he can do or is capable of doing and you're like whoa that's great uh, CJ Cruz also brings a whole other thing to the table uh, outside of inside the ring. Uh, you guys will understand this. Maybe a couple of the insider listeners will understand this. He is the basically the new age Tony Omega of uh, of chaotic <laughs> wrestling. He is the Mister Fix It handyman, do it all. Uh, he he built the stage. He's done a lot of uh, production work uh, as far as like the sets and everything else that we do. Like he is he is the new age Tony Omega of uh, chaotic wrestling right now. <laughs> Don't insult the man. <laughs> <laughs> Much better wrestler. <laughs> well, true, <laughs> true. Yeah, like I said, when I look for people, I think you know when when you see you don't see it very often. He's a guy who he sticks with it, and he's another one probably needs to find himself a little bit. Like who is he? What is he? Um, but he just has he has that thing you can't teach. So if he if he figures out the rest of it, he's he'll probably go pretty far in pro wrestling. So Brian Malonis, you got one more I to do. watch. I do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Ring of Honor. Uh, it's, All right. Yeah, it's a guy who um, he's started to break out. He's part of uh, you know when I say main roster, I guess the Ring of Honor has the Future of Honor, and then um, this he was a big part of Future of Honor, and they've now he's full time uh, with Ring of Honor. And that and that's Brian Johnson. Uh, okay, I've, uh, I haven't heard the name. He's he's been in and out you know just like dark matches or enhancement matches all throughout towards the year and end of 2019 uh started to establish his character but he's great on the microphone he's great in the ring he's starting to find who he is and what he is um he's changed his look completely he was a guy when i first started wrestling had long hair he had the rick flair you know esque robe type thing and now he, he you know he does he's doing this thing calls himself the mecca mecca versus everybody he's kind of insane and jealous and but uh he's a guy who i think by the end of 2020 uh is going to be somebody probably I, I would think in like the television title hunt and ring of honor i think he's going to be one of the you know in, in, in an era of pro wrestling where there's very few heels i think he's a guy who has no problem being uh being a heel and and just playing that role and and relishing that role yeah i I think he does a lot of the little things extremely well and uh character wise he's starting to come into his own so by over the course of 2020 i think you're going to see an evolution of him and then by the end of it he'll be he'll be a major singles guy in ring of honor now brian johnson he's not the booker's son is he (laughs) <laughs> no, that's not even the same name. Oh, buddy. excuse me. <laughs> not, not the uh, former singer for ACDC, Brian Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah, that'd be a hell of a talent. <laughs> so that's a, yeah, that's one that I hadn't really even heard before. Have you heard of Brian I have Johnson? Not. Uh, he was obviously in the top prospect tournament this year, from what I just saw. You might yep, have just said that. He was. Yeah, yeah. He got a good little look to him. You know, does he still wear that robe to the ring? I just look up some pictures of him. He does not. No, okay, no he's got rid of the robe. He does black trunks, black boots now. I think the the vibe he's kind of going for with his character is a little Brian Pillman esque, but uh, he's fantastic. He is available for indie bookings oh, too. All right. <laughs> Brian Fury. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Well, I think those are our ones to watch for 2020, and we'll see how we do next year on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Let us know out there your one to watch and. And, uh, hey, I, hold on. A late addition to the... Oh, excuse me. I want to make a bold prediction. Brian Fury is going to be the Chaotic Wrestling Champion <laughs> <laughs> by the end of 2020. All right. <laughs> That's not that bold. 
<laughs> I will say 100% no. That is not going to happen. I can't wait to have the, the episode of this podcast like in July. We're like, hey, remember when you said 100%? Well, I mean, I, ha- I mean, there's nobody else. Uh, this guy got hurt. and Can't really trust this person. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that day. Gonna be- <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure you can't. Pants around your ankles. <laughs> oh, <get out> of- <laughs> bottle, bottle of lotion ready. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let us know your ones to watch out there. We are at the WPAN on Twitter. Tweet us. Use the hashtag WPAN. Or you can call the voicemail line. That's 401-584-9726. 401-584-WPAN. Let us know. Get us a voicemail. You will hear your voice on our show giving us your one to watch in 2020. Also, you can check out Booking the Territory. Why don't you do that for us? The Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. You may hear us very soon. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. We have a uh, big discussion has to happen after the uh, recording of this podcast, fellas. <laughs> we'll figure that out. But in the meantime, check out Booking the Territory. They do two podcasts a week, Sundays and Thursdays. MikeMills.Podbean.com for Mike Mills, Harbody Harper, and Doc Turner. That is Booking the Territory. And uh, our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, another great old school wrestling show to check out each and every week. They're on Mondays as well. And uh, check out Little Joe Murata and Big Michael Quinn as they are running down, uh, I think it's their season finale this week, where they're talking about the best and worst wrestling entrance themes. So uh, check that out. Maybe No, I think they have one more episode left. Anyway, check out our vantage point, ovppodcast.com. Real quick, which one of you said Macho Man's was the best theme song? Was it? Me. How? Why? (laughs) Yeah, it's the freaking graduation march. Yeah. Exactly. He took this like hundred year old like innocuous song and like turned it into this great wrestling theme. It's fantastic. You hear like the first two chords of it and you know exactly who it is. <sighs> yeah, it's definitely better than Demolition, right? <laughs> no, no, yeah. There's a thousand songs better than that one. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, both of you. I'll try to fit my opinions to fit better in your preferences. That would help. <laughs> help. That's like you guys sound like the people who are like arguing with. I made like my list of like uh, ranking of Star Wars movie, and so well, this needs to be here, and this needs to be here, and I was like, well, you can do that on yeah. your list. I this wasn't is... going to put mine out there because it'd be way different than everybody else's. <laughs> this is list. my list. <laughs> oh boy, Star Wars. Huh? What's your favorite Star Wars movie of all time, Mike? What's mine? number one? Just give us your number one. I, I really didn't even know. The first one. New not, Hope. Not Phantom, not Phantom Menace. I like <laughs> Phantom Menace. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't, uh, don't ask me. Nine times out of ten, it's Empire for, for most people. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, Yours. That, that's that's my number one. Yeah, I don't even remember what happened to that one. I think I remember oh. the heel, the heels went over the end. You're you're but. so you're crying up here about us giving you spoilers. You don't even know what happened in the original trilogy. So we would give you spoilers. You don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. Luke's is, is is his father is Darth Vader. I know that. <laughs> this guy is the literal worst human being on the face of the planet. Yep. How about the best person on the planet? That is PW, Peter Winson. In his podcast, Greetings from Allentown, he talks about one single episode of wrestling television and breaks it down. Really, really, really breaks it down. Check out Greetings from Allentown. Subscribe to his feed and the Rundown Wrestling Network. If you want to get caught up in all the wrestling shows from the past week, they have a podcast for basically every pro wrestling show of the week. So check out rundownwrestling.com for all that goodness. And it is time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, you, Brian Malone, are hitting the highways, byways, and airways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler in the year 2020. 
And you got dates. I got dates, Mike. This Saturday, I'll be heading up to Brewer, Maine for IWE, Oof. taking on the, the self-proclaimed uh, Maine wrestling legend, Eric Johnson. You remember Eric Johnson, right? Oh, yeah. Diving Jimmy. I wrestled him. So is he truly a, a Maine wrestling legend? Well, sure. <laughs> well, that's who I'm fighting uh, <laughs> this Saturday, January 4th. I'll also be conducting a seminar at 11 a.m. at the Limitless Wrestling Dojo. Uh, so for just $30, if you're so inclined to drive all the way up to Brewer, Maine, or if you live in the Brewer, Maine area and uh, would like to brush up on your pro wrestling skills, come train with me from 11 to 3. I saw that. So when do you have to leave in the morning to get there at 11? I have to leave at like 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. Jesus. Yeah. Long yeah. day for the kingpin. Yeah. It's a far away, uh, far away show. Far away land. Yeah. <laughs> it's certain <laughs> it certainly is. And then uh then Mike, next week I'll be heading on Saturday night, January the eleventh, heading to Atlanta, Georgia for uh, Ring of Honors Saturday night at Center Stage. The very next day, heading to Concord, North Carolina, also for Ring of Honor. Both events will stream live on Honor Club. Uh, you wouldn't know because nobody gave you a free login, so yeah, you are completely clueless. Help me out. <laughs> Help brother out. I, I have before. Well, you fucking dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> Good gravy. So I'm actually wow. I, you know I'm looking here. I, I'm off until the end of February. Oh boy! After uh, after those bookings. So you know what though? After everything that's been happening the last few months, it'd be a nice break. But then after that, I'll return to action. Uh, February 28th in Nashville, Tennessee, for Ring of Honor, and then debut in my 25th state. Really? Yes, on Saturday night, February the 29th in St. Louis, Missouri, also for Ring of Honor. St. Louis. That's a lie. That's a lie. That'll be my 26th state. North Carolina will be my 25th state. All right. Weirdly enough, I've been at the Ring of Honor off and on. Like, you know, I was like the one year just sporadic and then consistently for the last two. I've somehow been left off of every North Carolina show they've done except for this one. So I'll be in North Carolina this time. That'll be my 25th state, Mike. Halfway there. There you go. You know what you got to do to celebrate? Woo. Take your shirt off and spin it around the head <laughs> like a helicopter. Really? Come on. You remember that song? North Carolina, come on, stand up. Take your shirt off. Push it around your head. Spin like a helicopter. No. Nope. Petey Pablo. Who? <laughs> nope. Come on. Petey who? Look, let's just pretend that never happened. Listeners out there, you know Petey Pablo. <laughs> who am I? Petey motherfucking Pablo. Wow. I'm available, though, for for nominal fee <laughs> to come to your uh, indie show. Yes, Bramalonis at Comcast.net. Yes, I am available for indie bookings. That's that's kind of why my schedule is kind of light in uh, January and February. I, I I didn't know where I was going to be, so I didn't want to commit to a lot of a lot of shows. So, right. Um, you or know. you can DM the kid at Brian Malonis. Slide in those DMs. I got an interesting DM the other day. I'll show you guys. Okay. <laughs> Let's find you some more bookings, Brian Malonis. Brian Fury! Yes? What's coming up for Chaotic he Wrestling? He wants some bookings? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Chaotic Wrestling presents Pandemonium. Yes! I named that, you know. Oh, nice. Yeah. You you helped out with Chaotic Wrestling? I did. I don't know if you're aware of that. No, I, I mean, I worked for the company for I a long time. I had no clue. <laughs> I was KFA Booker. I don't know if you know. know. We went to ask them. We didn't know anything. <laughs> yeah, no. 
<laughs> you make me so mad. Yep, didn't know a thing. Uh, that is Friday night, January the 10th, in Lowell, Massachusetts. Chaotic Wrestling presents Pandemonium, the big Pandemonium match. The winner of this match will face the heavyweight champion in the main event of Cold Fury. Pandemonium consists of Mike Verna, Josh Briggs, Anthony Green, Chase Delmonte, Bear Bronson, and Charlie Cashew. I feel like this is like the first pandemonium I haven't like ever been in. And God, do I hate that match. <laughs> <laughs> as well as a big street fight between Ava Everett and Angel Sinclair. Wow. Uh, a couple other matches and, you know, all that other fun stuff. I don't hate that match from a fan standpoint, by the way. As a fan, you should go watch that match. I mean, from a performer standpoint. It, it's, it's tough. It's, it's, a lot, it's a lot to put I don't want you to think I was together. burying the product, telling people not to go to a chaotic wrestling show. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> not until you come back there, right, Melanis? <laughs> No, everybody should go okay. out and support Chaotic Wrestling. I'm, I'm, I'm a big supporter of my friend here. I'm a big supporter of my home. Chaotic Wrestling will always be my home. You can always come home, Mike. That's well, maybe not you. Yeah, maybe You're not a bum. Me. Your parents probably don't want you within 100 yards of their house. At least that's what the court order says. <laughs> <laughs> all right, th- that's it. Just the show in Lowell coming up. That's that's all we got for right now. I don't want to get too too far ahead of ourselves here, Michael. Big things coming in 2020 for Catholic <laughs> wrestling. Big things coming, and uh, this can't really talk about it right right now. You know, <laughs> lots of irons you in the fire. Lots of irons in the fire. <laughs> got to keep it in the DL. <laughs> all right, CatholicWrestling.com for your tickets for uh, the next big show for Chaotic Wrestling. This week's promo about nothing comes from the year 1992. And we're heading back to Memfo, Memphis, Tennessee, the United States Wrestling Association, the USWA. Do you guys know the name Dennis Coraluzzo? Oh, wait. President of the NWA? He was, I think he was the vice president of the NWA for quite a time. So is, that the guy, is that the guy like, that was like the Shane Douglas like threw the belt at or whatever? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. He was, uh, yeah, he was the mainstay in the NWA in their lean years. And they can all... Kiss my ass. Well, anyway, before he got the belt thrown at his face by Shane Douglas, he would dabble in uh, Memphis wrestling. He would go down there occasionally and do stuff. (laughs) Yes, Memphis, Tennessee, Mr. Lawler. He would uh, usually play a lawyer on Memphis TV, and this time he brought two very special people with him. Very special people. Let's check out uh, Dennis Corluzzo, interviewed by what's his name? Dave Brown on this week's promo about nothing. Dennis Carluza, back again. All right, Jack Brown, listen to me. You know, I never like that smirk on your face. And I'm also forgetting my manners. I forgot to tell Lance Russell he's gotten a heck of a tan since I last seen him. But I've had it with these stinking people in this town. I've had it with, these st- with the stinking town. I've had it with that stinking Jerry Lawler. Let me tell you something. You see me soften him up for Mike Dogendorf a little earlier? I'm going to bring somebody out right now, two people. I'm going to bring Jerry Lawler's sons out right now. Brian and Kevin, come on out here. These kids are who I'm going to be talking to. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you if you followed any of this over the months or not. These are not Jerry Lawler's kids. I'm sorry. They are Jerry Lawler's kids. Come here. Turn around here. Look, in, look at that profile, the regal chin, the regal nose. Let me tell you something right now. I want all you people... Please, just for a minute, to shut your <laughs> eyes and listen to Brian Lawler talk, and you wouldn't know his voice from Jerry Lawler's. Brian, say a few words. Dad, with the up to his, recognize us as your children. And please give us the proper respect and my story to solve. Yeah, 
Look, Jerry, we've been through this time and time again. You all right? Try to support, and we ain't gonna stop until you give it to us. Let me tell you something right now. I just want to see how sympathetic all these dumb rednecks are to this guy here. His father ain't giving him money. Maybe the people out here can help him out a little bit. Pass the hat around. See how much the answer. See if we can get a collection taken up here. Uh, we're Stop not, we're, hey, not going to have any collection taken up here. Keep your money in your pockets. This is just a it's a, it's a scam that Carluza has come up with, trying to get some money out of the king. Yeah. All right, well, that's all we'll, we'll do right now. It goes into a Jerry Lawler promo from there. But... Uh, so the gentleman you heard from, one of them is uh, a mainstay of the Howard Stern show. His name, who he goes by, Fred the Elephant Boy. It's a person we talk about in another, I think, uh, promo, but I think we did, where I think it was the one at uh, WCW Nitro, where me and Gene interviewed a bunch of uh, the Howard Stern whack pack We've talked about him before, but in this uh, incarnation, he was there as Brian Lawler, which I don't think at this time they really acknowledged that Brian Christopher was Jerry Lawler's kid. So he'd bring out Brian and Kevin, who were the actual names of his two kids, Brian uh, Christopher, and I think Kevin Christian was the referee for uh, USWA at the time, his two kids, Lawler's two kids. But yeah, these... um, Two gentlemen, I've Fred the Elephant Boy, and I believe that's his brother, uh, who you know bears a striking resemblance to Fred the Elephant Boy. But uh, yeah, Dennis Corluzzo from New Jersey had uh, a connection to Fred the Elephant Boy, and Fred uh, would appear on Dennis Corluzzo's shows, hoping to get basically the you know the connection from Howard Stern. Oh, so, was it, so he was what year is this? So he was ninety two. Okay, so the, he was a thing on Howard Stern already at that point. Yes. Oh, okay. So Fred the Elephant Boy, and uh, yeah, so this, uh, they're obviously not his sons, so I just want to get that out there. Well, of course not. Jerry Lawler would never produce such inferior human beings. Oh, how right? dare you? I mean, how dare you? But <laughs> Speaking of angles you could not do in 2019, it's 2020. It's just crazy to me that it's 92. It's yeah. insane to me. I feel like it's like early 80s type of thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> it does feel like, it feels like it's... Yeah, like 70s, 80s. Eons thing. ago. Yeah. And of course, uh, Dennis Corluzzo makes the crack about uh, Lance Russell's tan. I think you could probably put together that Lance Russell wasn't there. And it was uh, Corey Macklin, who was uh, the broadcast partner that would step in when Lance Russell couldn't be there. And he's an African-American gentleman. So that was uh, Dennis <sighs> Corluzzo's thing. Oh Very popular us. humor in the Memphis, Tennessee area. <laughs> <laughs> You have your picking on. Uh, well, I mean, this. Uh, I mean, this promo has it all. It's uh, <laughs> racism, making fun of um, the disabled. Um, you know, has it all. It certainly <laughs> does. What else can be said about this, Brian Fury? Stinking the stinking town. These stinking people. Let me tell you something. Kick your stinking teeth down your stinking throat. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was. I like that he um, sent one of the kids around to try to collect donations <laughs> from the from the fans. That was, a, that was a nice, nice I mean, little touch. You know, you know what the truly amazing thing about this is? Is you got two gentlemen who, I mean, you know, uh, developmentally dis- delayed, uh, and they actually made them heels. <laughs> 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 They're heels. 
I'm not sure what the. I, I think it might just be a speech impediment. I'm not sure that that they are. Well, that's what they're going for. Right, though. right, right. That's what they're going for. That these fellows are are not uh, a full sound mind. Yes, yes, and uh, yeah, trying to pin that on Jerry Lawler, and of course Jerry Lawler would go on to renounce the two as his kids. So that was that. <laughs> that's really, that whole promo was really poor taste, Michael. <laughs> Let's get away from that in 2020, guys. <laughs> what do you think? Let's. This, that's the last poor taste promo about nothing we'll ever. No, have. I'm not saying we never do it again. Oh, I'm okay. just saying it's it's in poor taste. Wait, we, we, there's a Greg Valentine one out there. Maybe you, you pull up at some point. Yeah, no, I think we're gonna go for that one. <laughs> I think they do not want a BTT because uh, they like that kind of stuff over there. <laughs> Edgy. <laughs> edgy it is edgy so you heard this promo about nothing if you want the full picture find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the wpan.com gentlemen it's been a uh, heck of a year we started out with just two guys on the podcast now we added the third wheel according to tarzan taylor Brian i'm like Fury. the uh the front wheel of the tricycle guys <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying to help guide you but i'm usually just spinning in place a lot of times <laughs> I uh, really appreciate uh, having you guys a part of the podcast with me. I appreciate everyone out there listening. It's been a heck of a year, and we'll keep on doing it in 2020, right? Hell yeah. Bigger and better. Bigger and better than ever, right? Yes, we got we episode 200 coming up, right? It is. Yeah, that'll, ha- now. Th- that'll happen in 2020. It will, end of February, so stay tuned for that, and maybe I'll talk to these guys about uh, yeah. big Big things. spectacular. Yes, it'd be it's a big spectacular. So we'll see uh we'll see you next year, huh, guys? Oh boy. <laughs> Mike, you're a little early with that joke. Usually that joke has to happen on uh twelve thirty one, New Year's Eve. Well it's twelve thirty. Why not? <laughs> Close enough, right? He's a dad now. He's gonna get those dad jokes in. <laughs> I got a long list. Did you get some do you get some crispy white boys for uh for Christmas? Back with the racist stuff? What's no, going on? you don't know what crispy white boys are? No. The white, the white New Balance sneakers that, that dads <laughs> love so much? No. You never heard of crispy white boys? Never. He oh can't lie God. to people and say he goes jogging in those things. <laughs> <laughs> wait till you see what I'm looking like in 2020, guys. Yeah, About I, 20 yeah, pounds yeah I can't here. wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That coat doesn't zip right now. All right. We'll now we know why you got two new coats. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next Monday for episode 193 of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Till then, he's the asshole Brian Malonez. He's the dickhead Brian Fury. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko. And thanks for nothing.